As things change, other things stay the same, like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs, from small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. Recording in three, two, one. It's silly. Yo, 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 welcome everybody to another episode of Reasonable Wrestling. It is I, the most high, Chris, and I'm with my tag team partner, CT, a.k.a. Chitty Bang. What's going on, CT? What's up, what's up? I'm once again via satellite. I'm out here in Atlanta, Georgia for the first time ever in my life, and I've uh, been treated so, so, so well, very well out here. That Southern hospitality is a real thing. Yeah, you Atlanta, know, Atlanta's one of my most favorite cities to visit, bro. I'm telling you, it's a dope uh-huh. ass town, dog. Shout out to the ATL, ATL yeah. Georgia. What did we do for you? You know what I mean? I just got done eating some a taste of Cindy's Kitchen. It's this home style uh, soul food. You know, just put it that way. I just ate, had some real good soul food, so I uh, am yeah, loving it down smack, here. Probably was smack too. <laughs> I was smacked last night, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, man, this is a crazy, uh, crazy week of wrestling. We're covering um, a full six days of wrestling with this here podcast um, from last Sunday's uh, Hell in a Cell uh, up to last night's uh, Friday night's SmackDown. This is Saturday we're recording. So, um, without further ado, anybody who don't know who we are, where we can find us, you can find us on Twitter, RW Podcast One. Uh, we are everywhere else: SoundCloud, Twitter. Uh, I mean, SoundCloud, IG, Facebook, um, the iTunes, Google Play, Reasonable Wrestling Podcast. Uh, find us, search us, like us. Uh, we are the uncut, unfiltered, uncensored, underground, a professional wrestling podcast. Um, so, um, you know, just so y'all know what y'all getting from us, we're going to give it to you raw. We're going to give it to you uncut. We're going to give it to you from our perspective. Um, everybody got a podcast, everybody doing their thing. Uh, everybody draw inspiration from everybody. We just do ours a little bit differently. You feel me? So, uh, without further ado, uh, Sunday, we watched Hell in a Cell together. Um, we Uh did a quick little IG live, a quick little Twitter live, but it wasn't posted up. Uh, on the show for everybody to hear us uh, and give our um, our sentiments on our recap on the show, our sentiments on the show. Um, it was um, an unexpected long night, uh, to be to be frank. 
Um, a lot of the matches ended up not mattering, including the main event. Um, I was not a fan of the talk of the town. The, the main event didn't matter. I will, I will say that. I will say that the main event... The main event essentially didn't matter because Bray Wyatt got drafted to SmackDown and Seth Rollins is the Raw <laughs> Universal Champion. No, so, let, let, let's, let's talk about that real quick, though. Like, <laughs> everybody, everybody's killing this whole Bray Wyatt uh, finish. And maybe I was a president of the moment where I was like, I, I don't see what's wrong. I, I liked it, honestly. Um, as far as the match quality, I feel everybody. It, it wasn't the best match. But I guess since I'm such a Bray mark, I'm just happy they didn't like make this Fiend thing uh, lose its steam. That's all I'm happy. I'm just happy that the Fiend actually, I think, I think this moment elevated both Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt. I don't think to, so. To me. Um, I, characters. My contrast of that is that it did nothing for the characters because even with the idea of separating them, um, neither one came off beneficial in the long run. Uh, it was it's just a hard reset now. You know it's what I mean? Like it's, it's a hard, like it's, it's a, a hard reset. It's a hard reset because for one, Seth, honestly, like I know we've had a pre-show conversation. We rarely have those, but. You had uh, some things that you wanted to get off about this, and I'm going to give you the floor in a little bit. But to me, uh, I'm going to start it off so you can combat it. I don't see where Seth Rollins did anything character-wise. Character development-wise, I don't feel as if he um, moved any any way. Um, I do think it was just, um, let's just say, uh, let's just say it's a scene in an, in, a, in, a, in an act or a scene in a play and that scene is very obsolete the the whole play Ugh. of Seth Rollins I, I don't see where this particular scene in his play will matter any much um, I don't think it did it's anything a for him of what they do next you know and I think that's what really is and it's really hinges on that now for me as a creative when I saw it firsthand I, I saw I thought of many ways I can go with this, you know. Um, like while I was talking to you, like you said before the pre before the show, we had a pre production conversation, and I think that Seth Rollins as a beach slayer, whatever they're trying to brand him as, his edge, his little um, what makes his his intangible is that he could take it to a level and not be remorseful. I would that's how I would tell it, you know. I would like. Except Rollins, he goes to certain lengths that, to defeat that the monster. But that wasn't the story being told throughout this whole thing. Granted, the first time Seth Rollins encountered the Fiend, and every encounter thereafter, he's been scared. So where did this yeah, confidence come from? When in hell, in hell in the cell, and mind you, there was no and during the match. Uh, I'll give credit to where credit is due. Um, I listened to the Busted Open podcast with Billy Bully Ray and Dave LaGreca and Tommy Dreamer. As they were saying it, that to, to, to compare Becky and, and Sasha's Hell in a Cell match to Seth and Bray's Hell in a Cell match, they were saying that there was no substantial psychology in that match. Seth didn't... I, I sp- as, you know what they should have done? They should, they should have had Seth beaten down before he did everything that he did. It would have made it mean more. They should have... They should have and, and you know, I know, I know they had like this whole thing where they changed the, the ending of it, and I would have, I would have, honestly, I understand the, the frustration of the fans and why people are upset with this match. I get it. It's, you guys are completely valid. However, I, I'm gonna keep it real with you. Maybe I'm a little bit biased because I think Bray left being strong. 
Um, I would have liked to see him crowned that night. You I would have. He left being strong. How? Here's the thing. I'll tell you. I'll break it down for you. So when I when I saw Seth hit him with twelve curb stomps, twelve curb stomps in a row, hit him with the ladder, hit him with the toolbox, hit him with the mallet and, and sledgehammer. When I saw all that and Bray getting up from all these things, it's like the 2019 equivalent of Undertaker setting it up after he got Hulk Hogan's leg drop. It's a 2019 equivalent to, to that because. We've seen so many finishers and people kick out of that, but this is showing that this character, this fiend, is something else altogether. Now, that's what I wanted to get from this. I, I didn't want them to treat Bray like they've always treated Bray. And I wanted to see this fiend character take on a life of its own. And I think that's that's a first act. It's a first establishing piece for Bray and the fiend as this new this new, new uh, creation, this new uh, character. So as far as Bray getting more steam, we, we're beginning to understand that he's impenetrable. Like, we, he's, he can't die from that hell in a cell. And I don't like the finish. I would have had Bray be crowned. I would, they said that they were going to have him get thrown off the cell, and, and, and that'll be the finish. They should have crowned Bray. They should have, they should have crowned him. Even if he were to go through all this and then still win the match, that would have been ill. Telling, telling that story, like, Seth did everything, and he still was um, came, caught an L. What what can we do now to defeat this thing called the fiend? Who can take him on? Like you know, that's something you can build and keep the intrigue of fans going forward. So I I, I always tell you, there's things that in wrestling. What makes me interested inter, interested in wrestling is when I see something that I've not seen before, or they or something that relates to something in the past that's like in a new way. Uh, I think they did that with fiend with, with Bray's character, and I think that going forward is going to tell is going to be the test testament of if this is going to succeed or not. If they treat him strong, if they treat him and treat his, his actual um, storylines with some real, you know, they need to have some more detail when they, they tell these storylines. Well, this these is what I'm saying. Guys. They failed on the very first one. My thing is, we, we've seen The Fiend appear since SummerSlam, right? Now, granted, The Fiend, how did The Fiend show up and make a title match? And why was it such, such that it had to be in Hell in a Cell? Like, they haven't been intricate in telling the story. They haven't been intricate. Like, even though we don't know the rhyme or the reason of The Fiend or why, nothing that he did led up to Seth Rollins. Jerry Lawler. Like, he was attacking legends at first. And then, all of a sudden, he attacked. Yeah. Like, so they already like watched bad it. bad old-school wrestling writing. You they, know, it's they, like, they already it's watched like, it. They, they, no, go ahead. I was saying they already botched it. They already botched telling the story with him. Like, don't like think... you. They had time. They like the like they've had time. If they wanted to, if they've wanted to do Seth and Bray at Hell in a Cell, they've had a shit ton of time. They did, and they didn't tell that story correctly. And then for us to just get the match, and then that don't finish correctly. I just feel like it was a wash. I think that maybe him going to Fox, uh, him and Roman possibly doing something revigorates the character. But I think that that match did absolutely nothing for neither one of them. I hear you. I hear you. And, and that's a fair argument, honestly. Um, 
and I, I, and what my argument kind of hinges on what they do from now on. And I don't, uh, you're right, I don't have much faith in WWE in telling detailed storylines. So me as a creator, I'm like, oh, I see potential. What I could do with this, you know, like if if they had Brave thrown off the cell and he got up, like they mimicked Mick Foley's hell fall, you know, um, selling hell in the cell fall. And I'm not sure if Brave wants to take that bump, but. If they threw him off the cell and he got up from that and they mimicked that and then he actually still won the match because Mick Foley, you know, was not victorious in that, it would it would show a parallel between him and Mick Foley and then him actually victorious. So it's different. Uh, that's how I would have told it. I think Bray needs the strap at this point, um, and I don't think his this whole thing with the Fiend is jump the shark yet. I think it's just getting started. I hope so. I hope so. Um... I was just about to say, I hope so, because he made an appearance on Monday Night Raw, I believe. No, 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 he made an appearance on SmackDown. SmackDown. On SmackDown. He made an appearance on SmackDown uh, only for him to attack Seth Rollins, uh, but only for him to be drafted to SmackDown. So, you know, you extend the, like you're extending a feud. Um, for what? For him to take a, a legit loss at Survivor Series, or when? Like, when are they gonna meet again? You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's so they're, they're that that's just off. But like you were saying, uh, to 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 touch on Hell in a Cell, um, Becky and Sasha was really good. They were a really good opener of the match. Kept me intrigued throughout the the whole entire match. Um, their their weaponry and the usage of that and the story of being told with that match. Was was definitely better than the men's match. Um, something I would definitely go back and rewatch again. Outside of that, the show wasn't really, um, you know, memorable. Um, I know Saj Charlotte won her tenth title, only to lose it back to Bailey on SmackDown <laughs> again. So like, it didn't make any sense. So like, and then it even and sense. even that it only match makes sense because it's Charlotte. Because Charlotte, they're just padding her reins. They've done this in the past. Yeah, but so my they'll... but my thing is is that okay, it like, bro, ten is ten is a thing. Ten is a milestone. Yeah, she like missed, she you, you feel something. me? Like ten ten should have been on SmackDown. Like I said, that they, they okay. if they wanted to do it, they should have extended it. If they wanted, if they wanted it, what happened was you should have had Bailey somehow win. If you want to do a heel turn, you should have had Bailey win somehow. Like bit like. It, it, like maybe hold the tights down, uh, maybe uh, know that Charlotte foot is under the rope and she like kicks it from under or something like that. How did she um, win? Because I didn't see the match. Uh, what the match in uh, uh, on SmackDown? Are you talking about the one at Hell in a Cell? No, Hell in a Cell. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Bailey should have won at Hell in a Cell, only for Charlotte to be mad enough to have a rematch on SmackDown to win it, and then it be her tenth reign. That, but and, then it wouldn't have. Then they couldn't have done the Bailey turn. You gotta extend it. Bailey turn didn't need to happen that that Friday. Okay. The temper tantrum should have been seen on SmackDown rather than pay per view. Uh-huh. You see what I'm saying? The but, but, but the temper tantrum did. I was meaning the, the, the temper tantrum for losing. It yes, the temper tantrum from losing it should have. Down, and then she turns heel, and that makes a shift. Exactly. Change. All right, it, but she she went double heel because she was already heel. So I'm not understanding this whole Bailey thing so far. I still haven't seen SmackDown, so guys, bear with me. I, I um I'll be touching on some of the stuff that happens, but I have not yet to see what happened on SmackDown. Speaking of Bailey, uh, winning the the SmackDown Women's Championship, how did that happen? Uh she just she won a match. It was it was a it was like a roll up or some clean? shit like that. Yeah, it was clean. It was clean. She yeah. won a match and like. 
in like shocking fashion. No one expected it. Um, and you know, um, but and then she did a promo at the end, like you know, screw all of you to the fans. You know what I mean? Pretty much did the whole Becky thing. Was it good? Uh, we'll see. I mean, was the promo good? It was literally what I said. It was screw you, screw all of you type thing. Like you know what I mean? Like like I said, we'll see. Like honestly, they haven't committed to this heel Bailey, so I don't know. But this is the this is the first indication. That this has been taken seriously, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, and that the commitment is there, you know. So, okay. uh, we'll Keep see. Um, I know we're bouncing back and forth, but a lot of things correlated, you know, throughout the week. Um, uh, again, on SmackDown, I mean, uh, uh, Hell in a Cell, that was really it. Those, those were the highlights <laughs> of Hell in a Cell for me. Um, and then we wanted to have explanation of Hell in a Cell on Raw. And I they do want gave to give us... a shout out to real quick. I do want to give a shout out to Dale Bryan, Roman Reigns, Luke Harper, and Eric Rowan. That was a great match. That's all I want to say. What that tornado tag match? Yeah, that's all right. I liked it. Yeah, it was a pretty decent match. I do say that it went on very long, man. It's Roman, man. You gotta give him that time. No, you don't necessarily have to. I think Roman, <laughs> Roman, some of Roman's best matches weren't as long. You feel me? So like right. you know, but. Um, I do feel like that um, that tornado tag I gave it an element of not having a tag in and tag out and shit like that. Uh-huh. Just letting them beat the shit out of each other was definitely dope. Um, we wanted some explanation on Raw from Hell in a Cell. It didn't get much. Seth didn't show up. Bray didn't show up. Um, what happened on Raw? To I didn't out. show up, nigga. <laughs> Hell yeah, I forgot, bro. Raw on some G shit, nigga. Like on some G shit. I watched Raw, um, and it was about nine thirty, and I was like, "Yo, this is this is this is bad. This is yeah, bad." Yeah, uh, it was bad. They started off with and Lashley I- and Rusev. <laughs> And this cuck angle, which I'm sorry, I gotta keep it real, Paul Heyman, that is not it right now. I know you, you try. I mean, if you're gonna do it, you should have just extended the whole Michael Nellis thing with, with Maria. You had legs there. Keep going with that storyline and figure out where how to how to turn that into something that we want to see as far as a match. With this making this cuck angle with Blot Lashley, it's fucking lazy. I'm sorry, it's, just, it's reactionary. It's like you know, it's like empty calories. It's like you guys are just doing this for a reaction at this point, and it's, there's nothing, there's nothing of substance in this writing, and that's what WWE needs to do right now. If you want to elevate the game right now, you have a competition now. Elevate your, elevate your writing, yeah, and make it a little bit more intricate, make it a little bit more substantial. Like there's a lot of stuff that's going on in WWE right now that's not for your hardcore wrestling fan. There's a lot of things that's pandering to. And you the, gotta you know, give us something. Crowd, the, the, you gotta give crowd. us something. You gotta give us something, yeah. As far as, and and that's why I'm super into the fiend because I like I can see there's attention to detail in this, and it's probably all due to uh, Bray, you know, uh, to some degree, uh, and, and people he works with. But uh, as far as yeah, as far as this goes with uh, Rusev and and Bobby, I'm just not with it. Like it's just corny. It's just lazy. No writing to it. Even if you're gonna do a cut angle, like put something into it that makes me care. Put something into. You want to see that? I want to see that actually. But you gotta—you're making me not want to see it by the way you're telling this story. Yeah, um, I, I didn't even—I didn't even want to give it the three minutes that you did on it. <laughs> now I feel you. I know you—you—you you, 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 But I, like I said, that set the tone for me. 
I was asleep by legit. I think I was asleep by like nine forty-five, some shit like that. Um, I didn't even catch up <laughs> on YouTube with what I missed. I was just like, whatever. I mean, they had a pull-apart brawl with Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman. Um, that was the major takeaway from Raw to me. Uh, they had um, uh, a couple of matches. We had Apollo and Ricochet, which I think was cool, but it was quick. Um, but yeah, the the Tyson Fury Braun Strowman thing is really the biggest takeaway from Raw. I don't, and then it, you know, extended to to the whole announcement for Crown Jewel and that match happening. I'm not sure what's happening with Crown Jewel as far as I, you know, I, 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 you know, I'll get back to it later. But Crown Jewel, I'm, I have a real issue with it. I'm just gonna be honest with it. I have a real issue with Crown Jewel, and I'm probably not gonna check it out. I mean, do you want to get into it now, or do you want to save I mean, it for later? As far as okay, as far as them taking the blood money from Saudi Arabia, as far as them uh, pandering and just giving out these matches, I understand. Like uh, came last was cool. He, he got a multi multi year contract out here, so shout out to came last was getting that contract. Uh, Tyson Fury and all that stuff, um, and then you got the whole Colgan stuff coming in there. Everything just screams um, marketing employee to me. Everything about it, please screen marketing employee, well, and I we just have, don't. We have a segment of our show we do every week called Business and Logic, man. And there is logic in this business for a reason. Now, um, I don't got to uh, subscribe to it, though. You don't have not- to subscribe yeah. to it, but we already do. It's the, it's the same conversation we had uh, last week, kind of, in a way of Randy Orton and Hulk Hogan, where... Not so much Hulk Hogan is a racist or Randy Orton is a racist. Wrestling as a whole is racist. Also, pandering to a crowd. Boxing does a lot of that when it comes to the black and white and the Mexican stuff. You know what I mean? Wrestling kind of is trying to be um, uh, um, uh, thin the lines of jurisdiction of what's considered entertainment in this uh-huh. Middle East, um, but shit, I mean, basketball is going to China, and they don't Here's have the free internet, they don't have the I internet in that, China, like, bro, like, it's I, a lot yeah. of world interest that, ha- like, it's a lot of things that happen in the world that these entities are in bed with that we don't personally get involved with, you know, but it doesn't affect but we them. still consume it, though, and, and I have the choice to be like, all right, for this one, I'm not going to consume it. And it's not even like saying I'm, I'm on this super moral high ground. It's just that as a wrestling fan, it's not for me. I just understand that it's not for me. You know, it's not for my 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 eyes. It's not for what, like, I'm looking for in wrestling. So I don't have to watch it. I'm not going to um, lie. They've put and, on some bangers of matches that, on that I think card, that, though. Huh? They've What's had that? bangers of matches on that card, though. They've had what, bangers on that card before. Which 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 one? Uh, I I remember like right after Mania, they had that ladder match with Joe Finn, Miz, and Seth. That four way ladder match. Good. I think um a buddy and Ali was on a show for the cruiserweight title, or I think it was Buddy and Cedric one of the two. But Buddy what was there. Buddy was there out there giving out work though, my name. But um. I mean, they haven't have had blockbuster cards. Believe, believe me, <laughs> believe me. Okay, they. <laughs> the Trump impression. Yeah, believe good. me. Okay, <laughs> now they haven't had the best track record. Um, but to be honest, um, when it comes to this business and logic, man, 
this is the logic in the business of it. Granted, you won't consume it. That's that. I mean, and and honestly, that's our right here. Like here in in America, we have the freedom to say, you know what, fuck this shit. We're not gonna do it. Other people don't I'm have the network, but like I'm just not gonna watch the I'm show, which saying, is funny because they already got my money, so it's like fuck. Exactly. So it doesn't no. even necessarily um, matter. However, I'm not going to indulge in it, and uh, that's just my take. If they did attach this Saudi Arabia thing to something of note to bring light to some of the issues, or say, hey, we're gonna do some, um, uh, you know, when because Saudi doesn't like to take political stances, I get it, but I know it's entertainment. You don't want to take political stance, but you are taking a political stance by going there in the first place. So if you attach it to something that's beneficial to the people of, uh, uh, I mean, there's a lot going down with Saudi Arabia. I don't want to get into it all because it's not what we do on this podcast, but if you attach this to something, then I'll be a little bit more open to be like, you know what? You guys can go go make your money because you guys are at least attaching it to something I can say. But we can't to be, we cannot be the, we, I mean, granted, I hear what you're saying because this is your personal opinion, but like, honestly, like, who, who are we necessarily to have some type of opinion of how somebody make their bread? I mean, I can make whatever opinion I want. They don't got to care I about understand. it. I understand. I know. I will, feel, I will feel how I feel. And I'm just, and I think that I'm not the only one that feels this way. I honestly don't. For sure. No, no, no. I get it. See, even some of the performers, honestly, that's what I'm saying. Like, even some of the performers aren't going over there because of the situation. And that's what I'm saying. Honestly, that's that's what I'm saying. The bottom line of what it is that they're doing, um, it, 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 it's you're more. I mean, I'm, I think I'm watching a show. Um, I can't. I can't remember what I was watching, but someone's a politician, and they was just like, and 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 politics. You can't have a moral compass, type uh-huh. shit. I feel wow. the same. I I feel the same way in capitalism. You know what I mean? Like in capitalism, uh-huh. there aren't a lot of there aren't a lot of for profits that do a lot of good work. That's true. And, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Uh, so I think capitalism is, is it puts us in in this uh, mode where the the goal is to make the most money. No, and there's no end to that goal because no matter no matter how big you get, there's still another higher level of getting more money. Exactly more because then you can you. go to Saudi and get ten million for five. What is it? Ten million for five years or ten? Uh, what some uh, some crazy number deal. like that? But. It's new money. Like who knows if my man, who knows if my man Vince not getting fucking bricks of gold, just putting them in a the safe, letting here's, them collect entrance, my nigga. Like here's, here's the thing: no matter how much money you make, your impact in the world is minimized if it's just to make the money. Now Vince has made a cre- creation of uh, great art for, for years that people have gravitated towards. Uh, called in professional wrestling, he created a standard in pro- professional wrestling. But no matter how much money you make, people are still, you know, you, 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 you your legacy is going to be just entertainment and making money. You got, and I, no, I know you, you can't, got, you can't do- say that with WWE because they've honestly made an imprint outside of just wrestling. The Make a Wish stuff is really impactful. Regardless of what we feel about Susan G. Coleman and her foundation, the hope that that actual foundation gives to people, regardless of how much money is actually invested back into the research. I mean, a lot of feel-good 
passes through that WWE is a part of. Counter's Cure, everything like that. Yeah, my point is this. Does that does that wash away Saudi Arabia for you? Like, oh, look, you, I don't you say do all this other stuff. I don't say it washes away from Saudi, but I mean, listen, man. I, I mean, again, when when we're talking, when we're getting in the business of having, when we're getting in the business of 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 having um, uh, a moral compass in our entertainment, then where. Where's our entertainment coming from? Especially in this genre. Knowing the history of this genre of wrestling, right? Yeah, you know what you're getting yourself for, into. For, for exactly. When you're talking about the politics, the racism, the 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 um the um the, the stereotypes given, um uh-huh. whatever the case may be that comes with wrestling. Wrestling That's is considered a joke, legit, until niggas started giving out money. But the only reason why they're giving out money is because it's content. Not because it's anything of substance. You, yeah. you feel me? Like, wrestling has never been I, in substance. And that's substance. one thing I guess maybe I'm always going to have an argument with wrestling because I always want to see some more substance in my wrestling. And um, uh, as far as... I'm not saying they're going to change the fucking world with wrestling. Just, I'm just saying, like, when it comes to making that money, when it comes to Saudi Arabia, when it comes to the, what they're doing out there and performing, and then the, and then the whole Tyson Fury, Cain Velasquez being on the same card... Uh, it just it just screams, and then the whole press conference. It just screamed, "Hey, media, look at me!" And, and I get what they're doing with that. So go have your fun. I pass. I'll pass, and I'll and I'll check out the clips on YouTube. I mean, realistically, um, a, a lot of people are making your stance. A lot of people have your preference. You know what I mean? Like realistically, huh? a lot of people have your preference. But at the end of the day, like you said, they got our they got our ten dollars, they got <laughs> our eyeballs. Regardless, regardless if we watch it live, regardless if we watch it on delay, regardless if we watch it on YouTube clicks, regardless of however we however we watch it, they got us to where the, the, uh-huh. the fact but that the, the bare, metrics but at the bare minimum at the bare minimum. I mean, and they, they they can take they probably uh, WWE probably takes their fans for granted all the time. They do. Uh, they know uh, we. They know I, I, wrestling fans aren't going anywhere. That's the reason. That's the logic in business. That's the reason why we legit have this segment in the show because we go back and forth with it. WWE knows that at the end of the day, we call your bluff. We call your bluff, man. You want to leave? Leave. Virtual if you got another option, you got another option. And they're gonna and they're gonna speak. We'll get into this. Speaking of another option, we'll talk about AEW in a minute. Uh, but yeah, as far as the the the, the Saudi Arabia goes, yo, know, I'm gonna speak on it every single time on this podcast. At the very bare minimum, I get to say on this podcast how I feel about the shit they do. For sure. And whether they listen to it or not, that's that's I got I get to do that as a fan. For and sure. you guys too get to speak on it on Twitter and Instagram or wherever you guys be mm-hmm. and use your voices as fans. And we've always that's one thing about the wrestling community that is. Uh, our strength is that we use our voice. You know, we said you know, give women a chance, and then we look at look at where we're at. The biggest star in the WWE right Kofi now, Kofi Mania. Kofi Mania. We got Kofi, Kofi and Chip. Like got that's Kofi. fans. Like yeah. yeah, the fans. So there are things where where we where our voice does matter, and I don't want to completely shit on WWE and say that they don't listen to us at all, like Brian Alvarez did. Uh, um, but I think that we 
as fan base, do we need to use our voices when we see something that we don't like and speak up? And if it changes or not, we should, we gotta keep our keep our, let our voices be heard. No, I definitely agree with that. So um, if y'all, if this is y'all first time listening to Reasonable Wrestling, that was us giving us a, giving the segment that we do every week, business and logic, to where we have a, a intellectual, in depth conversation of of some of the decision making and why some of it is made from our perspective, um, given the fact of the knowledge that we have, knowing the business side of it, knowing the creative side of it, knowing that right now WWE has to spend this money somehow. You know, uh-huh. and with that being said, Fox, like we well, like we stated when they went to Fox, Fox just lost that combat sport off that TV. So to replace that with someone with the name record now, I heard Dave LaGreca, you know, we, we're dropping names right now about podcasts that we listen to and shit that, that people say. Came Vel- um, Dave LaGreca said he didn't know who Cain Velasquez was. He said that the general population didn't know who Cain Velasquez was. And my thing was is that that view on clip that clip on YouTube is 8.8 million views right now, man. I don't I don't know how you say that. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't know how you make. But that. you know who Brock is. I think I think that his circle is very very small. If you don't know who Cain Velasquez is, the guy who defeated Brock in UFC, maybe that's not his thing. But uh, for sure, yeah, it's a big deal to people outside of wrestling sphere. I and mean, that's what I'm trying to say. Like this is a money grab. Listen, a day of the record. This is not for you because you're not. This is yeah, Cain Cain Velasquez is to bring those eyes for people who watch UFC on Fox and say, oh snap. I remember when Brock Lesnar faced Kane Velasquez and, and Kane whooped that big ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to tune into WWE again after 15, 20, 30 years. I'm going to tune in and watch this show on the network because Kane Velasquez is going to take on Brock in the ring. I know it's scripted, but I'm curious. That's what it's for. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, with that being said, um, the, 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 the opposition of WWE, um, isn't clearly setting the world on fire either. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I don't want to get this it depends mis- on who you speak to. It depends I on who mean, you talk to. Clearly, <laughs> niggas with less melanin. <laughs> bro. Yeah, we weren't going bro, so, we so hard. So and listen, people man. people are literally taking the fact of what you're saying. They're, doing, they're taking a Saudi stance. They're like, yo... Look what's doing on the Saudi. They brought back Cain Velasquez. You know who? You know uh, why is Tyson Fury involved? Why aren't you building no, your stars I like within? Tyson Fury being you know I, mean? like like, I want. I get my own no, I don't. I mean, listen. No, Tyson Fury is bad too. Tyson Fury is homophobic. Tyson Fury is anti-Semitic. Tyson Fury has had his issues with domestic and drug abuse. Man, I'm not. Time out. I'm not. I'm saying that I'm for Cain Velasquez and Tyson Fury. Having these matches, I'm not for Crown Jewel as a whole spectacle. I love that Tyson Fury is going to be uh, elevating Braun Strowman. This makes Braun Strowman more important than he's ever been. Honestly, I really do think that this puts Braun Strowman on another level as far as uh, eyeballs being on him in the, in the atmosphere. And it does put it like a, a benchmark on in his career. He's going to say, "Well, remember that time Braun Strowman faced Tyson Fury?" I think Cain Velasquez coming to WWE is a monumental thing. I'm just trying to say I don't fuck with Crown Jewel as a whole of what this presentation is. I just it's just it's just it's just nasty to me. Okay, just, but, this is, but this is what I'm saying. In the context of Crown Jewel, people feel that way about Tyson Fury. 
All the things that I've stated about Tyson Fury are real life. Homophobic statements, anti-Semitic statements, drug abuse, domestic, I believe, domestic abuse. All is under the umbrella of Tyson Fury. And you're like, hey, be our primetime guy on this. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of rustling is... <laughs> you know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Filled with nastiness. It's the same way with football. It's the same exact thing with football, man. A lot of nastiness is tied into... I'm scrutinizing business decisions. No, no, oh, bro, but that's but this is that's what I'm saying. Business decisions are tied into personal lives, man. He's the I, linear... I, he's, I, a, I he's a linear... I think there is a difference between what I'm saying and what you're saying about Tyson Fury. I completely do. Like, there's a lot of wrestlers that have done some some shit. You know, people still walk around with Chris Benoit. You walk around with Chris Benoit's shirts, you know, and, and that's a decision that you make. And that's I why. don't think he did it, man. I think Kevin Sullivan set him up. Oh my god, don't don't do that. Don't be that person, man. <laughs> what, man? I don't think Chris Benoit did it, bro. I mean, what? I have my own opinions about this. Okay. You got your own opinions about yours. I got my own opinion about mine, man. Right. I don't think Chris no, Benoit did it. No, Rest in peace, him, Nancy, and Daniel. Goddamn. No, no, no. So, so that's what I'm trying to say. Like, it's personalized. People come out there. They, I don't like to judge people's personal lives. But this is what they, I'm saying. Listen, the personal life of Chris Benoit is completely washed and whitewashed on WWE's behalf. You can't search his name. You can't search his matches. You can't do anything. And they own all the footage and all the rights to his shit. So when you talk about personal lives affecting business, they goddamn make that decision very well when it comes to certain people. I'm not saying personal lives don't affect business. I'm, what my point is, is that I get the choice to judge. Because I, I don't like personally. Why judge, not Deontay Wilder? Judging, Why not Deontay uh, Wilder? Why, it why, been, I, I don't mind Deontay Wilder becoming, I, I'd rather either. be Deontay Wilder for one he's black and for two he don't got no shit behind him and I he's, love Deontay Wilder to take on Braun I don't know how the business deals came about I'm not anyway like my whole thing is just the, the whole spectrum of Crown Joe I'm not judging that like as far as wrestlers and their personal decisions the only person that I, I judge harshly I guess it's Hulk Hogan because <laughs> I just but, don't fuck with Hulk Hogan. But that's what I'm saying. Like you're, you're you, you have a, you have an imbalancing of when and where that compass is being in your direction. And my thing is just keep it even, man. Keep it even. You suggest fans take the stance of just watch all this stuff and just just be. No, a fan I mean honestly, no, my thing is realistically. It, I mean honestly, we're having a conversation. About entertainment. So when you have that conversation, like, do you do you set with with music? Do you separate the artist from? Do you separate the artist from the art? 
I do, oh, no, no, I don't actually. I okay. don't. I don't. I don't. I don't listen to Jesus is King, Kanye West, whatever he's doing with that. I think it's a scam. I'm not listening to Kanye West anymore because of what he said. And do did. you listen to Chris Brown, or do you do that not matter to you as much? Yeah, the Chris Brown thing. I think. Uh, I think context matters. Like I always say, context <laughs> matters, and I think that Chris Brown served his time, and he and he had a punishment for doing something wrong. And now I can listen to his music. Now, if it's R. <laughs> Kelly, I'm not fucking with R. Kelly. That's for crazy. Sure. Okay, you know? okay, 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 okay. <laughs> but that that ties into the wrestling thing. Like my thing is like the art from the artistry. Like again, like I say, we know what wrestling is going into it. Now, my thing is like yes, with fans, you have a decision on what to watch. We're about to get into our next segment of the show of uh, AEW NXT. Where, you know, fans pick and choose on what they want to watch. Now, my thing is, like, the, the, the continuation of last episode. Make it make sense. If you're going to have a stance on it, I would like, not just for you, not for you, but this is for the general public. Yeah. If, if you're going to have a stance for something, I need it to be somewhat to where you feel is concrete. If you're walking and you feel as wobbly on your foundation of it, then I feel like that you don't need to have it. You know what I mean? So, like, a lot of people do have that fickle approach to it when it comes to it. I don't think I'm fickle. I think I have reasoning behind what I'm saying and, you know, how I approach, you know, how I look at everything. Personally, that's how I do it. But that's easy. That's not... Like it's hard for judge somebody's fickle opinion because where they come exactly. from, where they come from. There's a lot of AEW fans spouting like saying like this is the second coming of Christ. Like this is the this, this is the best thing since sliced bread AEW. And I'm just like, hold your horses. There's a lot of good shit there, but let's hold our horses on that. I mean, let's I won't say it's a lot of good shit, but it's a, it's some good shit. It's some good shit. Yeah, and like, like I told you on on our pre-show. Um, we let's talk AEW NXT. Word, let's go right um, into I'm Wednesday. Just, uh, right into Wednesday night wars. Uh huh. And I'm just gonna say right now, AEW had the best match of the week in the Young Bucks and Private Party. So, so they have some real good shit there as far as legs on there. The Young mm. Bucks said they want to make the best tag team division ever. Well, guess what? They're 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 showing that they have the potential to do that. I've loved all their tag team matches. Now they all the ones that they were in. That's the thing. Uh, they have to also round out that tag team division. Private party, yo, props, props to y'all, because y'all came out there and you showed out. That's a marquee match for y'all. And I, I honestly, I, I, I want. I'm so curious to see these young guys grow in the industry because they're really good right now. And I didn't know they could go that well with the young bucks. I thought it was gonna be good, but I didn't know they can go that well with the young bucks. And then um, they got the victory, which they should have. We, we talked about it last week. We definitely like, said that they should, should get, get put over yeah, for sure. Great. And they got it. So that's that's what's up. And Young Bucks are out of the tag team tournament. so Which we'll they see. need to be because Young Bucks would be entangled with Ortiz and Santana. You know what I mean? From the inner circle or inner circle. Speaking of Ortiz and Santana of the inner circle. Let me, let me, um, and it's not to. Trash. I gotta, I gotta. I gotta Yes, I gotta on this a little bit, and I can't even get into my fucking phone to see my notes right now. Uh, but essentially, this whole inside circle thing, people are acting like this 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 stable is a stable, and why? And they're acting like it, it, it actually, it's not. It's just niggas put together. It really is just niggas put together. And I need to break this down for y'all. Listen, stables in wrestling must have an image. I'm sorry if all the legendary stables. Have a uniformity yep. and image to it. NWO, Degeneration X, the freaking Nexus, the 
uh, uh, Shield, New Day, Undisputed Era, all have a uniformity, gives you a vibe, a credo, a kind of persona about who these guys are. This is just a group of niggas put together. Bro, and it's I'm like buying- motherfucking, it's like um, my girl, dad, he, she makes, he makes a dish called Cook Up. Yeah, you know I mean, uh, and you be like, "Yo, what's in cook up?" She's like, "Just a lot of shit." That's exactly what the inner circle is. It's just, what's cook up? A lot of shit. Just a lot of stuff. Lot well, of is stuff. it good? I mean, when it's hot, you know what I mean. If it's cold, I don't know. You know what I mean. So this inner circle shit ain't hot. It ain't. It ain't good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's it's crazy, man. It's not good at all. And I'm tired of people praising. I'm sorry, I, and I'm a Chris Jericho fan, but Chris Jericho, you gotta step your game up, bro. I'm not going to praise nah, Jericho's that promo, micro. That promo, that, not, his mic work no, ain't been good, bro. No, it's not been good. He's rambling. And and, and, I, and I think that there's an art to unscripted promos. And I think Jericho has an ability to have great moments in promos. But you have to have some narrative, for God's fucking sake. There was no narrative at all in this promo. Even the one where he did with Hangman Page, it was all right. But it's like he was rambling. And... I need y'all to have some bullet notes when y'all go out there and not just say, rattle off and say, say what do you say? Oh, we got Sammy Guevara. He, look at him. He's a heartthrob. Oh, he's a heartthrob. That's uh, how you're going to put him over? He's a yeah. heartthrob? Get the Yo, fuck out of here. Oh, he look God. like my 16-year-old Japan brother Cameron. They're dirty. I'm like, nigga, you just call these. Is it because they're Puerto Rican you just call them dirty? He said, that was the first adjective they used is that they're dirty. I'm like, come on. It's just there's no uniformity. He didn't even say they're dangerous. He said they're dirty. They're dirty. They're dirty. I like it. That's bullshit. Why are you guys a faction? Why are you guys together? Why do you like Jim? And tell me it's raining. People are praising this promo just because he said, we the people is dead. And you know, and people are like going crazy. Oh, you No, you know why they're praising the promo? Because he said shit. People love cuss words. That's just it. it. People love cuss words. Like, you know, wrestling fans, they're like, oh, my God, he said it. (laughs) We heard him call a spot on a mic. Oh, my God, they called a spot. We heard it. Yo, dude, I've heard people. I'm not sure who it was, but one of these podcasters just praising the hell out of this promo. Like, it was, like, the best thing he's ever seen. And I'm like, did me and you watch the same promo? So here's the thing. Like, I told you, I wanted an anti authority kind of angle to this, so you put some substance behind it, for God's sakes. They should have take, taken t- Santana and Ortiz out of this faction because they look like they're just uh, sidekicks of these guys. They're they should have put in Angelico and Jack Evans and made this like a rock star group. And because Jack Swagger could have been the bodyguard, Chris Jericho's the, the lead singer. Yeah, Sammy Guevara, who's like this alternative. You know, teenage heartthrob, whatever you want to say, in the in the band, and then you got you could have called it the entourage, and then you have Jack Evans and Helico who are like they're fucking, uh, what do you call that shit? The uh, Edgeheads. The the, uh, you know, they listen to fucking dubstep and shit, and they over here fucking DJ. So, yeah. Dubstep. So, so you so you make them make them up the entourage, and you and then Jack Evans, who I think is great on the mic, he he talks a lot of shit. Put him in together, and not just because, I mean, let Sammy Guevara be the token minority even though he doesn't really look like it but make him be the token minority and switch out um la uh, las they don't need them las doesn't need this group i think they actually should be facing the young bus one-on-one and just wreaking havoc in a tag division without an attachment to this group altogether um yeah i'm not feeling at all when when i was sitting here watching it with rich wednesday 
Um, Jericho music came out. We liked the production element. Like Rich was like, "Yo, Jericho, stay with a fire entrance." Now, like, yeah, he kind of do got a fire entrance. He came out with that stupid jacket, that big. Ass. I don't really fuck with the belt too much, but everybody said no, he like dig it, huh? I like the belt a lot. I I think like I was talking to some people on on Twitter. I think I probably would have liked it if it was. I I like it. I don't know. I don't know. It just. I know for sure the women's belt. I would have liked it to be three plates rather than five plates. You know what okay. I mean? Like I would have liked it to be three plates instead of five because if you see it on Riho, it's big. Like she, it damn near laps around her fucking waist because it's 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 too. You know what I mean? It's it's too big. They should have put the title on Tyler Rose. Honestly, I'm not. I'm just gonna keep it safe right now on the podcast. They should have put the title on Tyler Rose. It would have been one a moment because you you're making a stance on. Uh, LGBTQ by making your champion a transgender. I think that's one thing. Also, now Rose actually deserves it because she's one of the most talented people on your roster. So I'm not saying Riho doesn't. Don't get me wrong because I, I think I like Riho, but I don't. I'm not going to tune in for Riho. I'm not going nope. like, to. I'm not going to see her. I'm like, oh, I want to see her match. Nope, no. Rose, you put the title on her. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to tune in for that Nyla Rose match to see her. You know. Take somebody on, like just you know, she just has a a, 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 a is image, her name you know? Nyla Rose because we got a Nia Jax. I don't know, shit. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think that has anything to do with it. Ah, <laughs> uh, but um, nah, yeah, that, with, that, with AEW, that, they got they got they got some they, people are sucking their dick right now, and I don't think it's sustainable at all. No, I, really I don't, don't. I don't think it's sustainable either. I mean, uh, outside of that private party, and no, 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 I, I, that you, I wanted to say. Sustainable as far as what I've seen so far, as far as the writing and storytelling and building these things, and that I'm not, I'm not saying that they're gonna die as a company. I just wanted to just make that clear. Okay. I think that's sustainable as as far as creative. Uh, well, I think that honestly, if they don't pick it up creatively, then they will be done. Um, I do believe that this kind of looks like WCW a little bit, and um, I don't need WCW. Um, as we don't want companies pissing on us and telling us, raining. don't accept it from AEW just like you wouldn't accept it from WWE. Exactly. Guys, let's judge it as, as the art we look at wrestling. Don't just like it because it's alternative to WWE. And you're like, hey, it's an alternative to WWE. It just must, I just got to support it. I get it. The buzz behind it is real, and we do want something different. And I do too. I'm one of y'all. I'm, one of, I'm a fan of AEW. I am. I honestly am. But you got to keep holding it to. Uh, high, just like a high standard, just like you would WWE. Exactly, so and then I granted a lot of people say that yo they didn't watch you know NXT live, um, but I did. Um, I, I flipped. I, I didn't. I'm sorry. Um, NXT was on delay, uh, but I was able to turn back to it live once AEW died down for me. Um, I watched AEW's first match. They started off hot with Private Party, like you said, and the Young Bucks. And then that promo with Chris Jericho. And then um, that very next match, I think, was like the women's match or Sean Spears or something like that. And I just wasn't into Sean Spears and Dean Ambrose or John Moxley with Neville on on commentary. I don't like necessarily the match, but I like his entrance. You do? I like the beginning. He's sitting in the chair, the lights are on him. That's something that's pretty cool. You know, and they call him the chairman. I get it. Um, so I like his entrance. As far as the match with Dean, I wasn't uh, super enthused. Uh, yeah. I keep calling him Dean John Moxley. Yeah. Um, outside of that, 
Um, yeah, talk some NXT. I saw that. Yeah, NXT was yapping, man. Um, I saw Leo Rush defeat Gucci Gulak for the NXT, the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, not the 205 Cruiserweight Championship, the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Leo Rush wins his first gold uh, under the yeah. WWE umbrella, coming back from all that shit. Uh, Megan's uh, trying to piss on his name. Year old, exactly. Uh, piece you feel of gold. Me? The so, man of the hour, Leo Rush, getting his first piece of gold. Triple H was like, I'm, "Listen, I'm you gotta." Cool. Triple H was like, "Listen, you got kids to feed. Here, go a title, nigga. Go, go, <laughs> go, wrestle three hundred nights, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Make that house show money. Yeah, now you gotta show improve. And I think Leo Rush is cut out to do it though, uh, as a chance, uh, champion. I think Drew Gulak had a good run, and I think that Leo Rush is ready to take it. For and sure. I'm glad he won that match. He had a good match. Um, and I think that was the right decision. Um, yeah, so that was a really good match. Go back and watch that. Um, another match that was dope. Well, not really a match that was dope, or a spot that was dope. Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley was fucking. Oh, that, that fucking figure four Ragdoll that she did. Ragdoll and Aaliyah. That was fine. <laughs> yes, Rhea Ripley got something right there, and I'm down to see her and Bianca. Speaking of uh, Bianca, she had a match that night too. Uh, they had two women's matches. Uh, I think they both delivered. They had uh, Bianca Belair go against Dakota Kai, which I was happy to see. I was I happy like to see Dakota Kai come back. Yeah, yeah, I like Dakota Kai. I like her a lot, um, and I'm glad that Bianca got the victory and then cut a promo on the mic, kind of calling out really alertly, like, "Yo, you think you're the baddest chick that's gonna go out to Shayna Baylor? No, no one's getting a shot before me." And I texted John in the group chat, like, "Yo, Bianca Belair is gonna be a megastar, and here's why: Bianca Belair has the full package as far as work in the ring." As far as talking on the mic, as far as a persona, an image that can translate, and people can say, hey, I get it. The, the Her logo, the kiss marks, uh, the long braid. The, uh, Yo, you did know, you see on ponytail. Instagram her niece dressed like her, bro? Yes. Oh, yes. my gosh. Can you imagine That's... little kids dressing up like Bianca Belair, dog? Exactly. Yeah. For Halloween, for birthdays, you know, she had a theme for Bianca Belair. And that goes to show the power of... Um, Bianca's um, translatability, I guess you could say, yeah. and her being a role model for black women, as you can, you can say. Uh, I think she's a mega star, honestly. I think she has all the work. Her and her husband are mega stars, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, for sure. That whole household going to make so much bread, dog. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I like that. And also, not only do they have two women matches, and I totally agree with that Bianca Belair spot, I think she needs to be called up as well because... Honestly, that women's division is getting a little bit thick. Pause. You know what I mean? Like it's it's Rhea, it's it's Rhea, it's Eo, it's Candice. Okay. Um, would uh, you would you would you keep would you call Bianca and keep Shayna down in NXT? Okay, if that's the case, then if that's the case, I'll call up Shayna and keep Bianca down. Okay. If I had to choose, because okay. honestly, Shayna's forty, dog. Yeah. Shayna, Shayna needs Shana that. She got to have Come at on least here. one WrestleMania before she yeah, calls she should, it. I want her to be at the next WrestleMania. I honestly think Shayna should be called up before next WrestleMania. I, I think she'll be perfect to win the Royal Rumble. I would love to see her main event at WrestleMania. I think that Shayna Baszler would bring a whole different vibe to the women's division on the main roster. Uh, and I hope, that, I hope that she gets called up soon. But yeah, shout out to Bianca Belair. Shout out to uh, Rhea Ripley. And shout out to Shayna Baszler for all kind of being now the new 
staples of the women's division. And, we, and last week we talked about Candice, obviously. And we you asked know. how NXT was going to like revitalize that women's division. You know, with Asuka, Ember Moon leaving, Bailey leaving, like Nia huh? Jax leaving. They were the last of that little bit after the four horsewomen got caught. Yeah, yeah, then it dipped down for a while. You know, I'm not going to lie. It went through a, a period where it wasn't as... Um, it wasn't. As exciting, I guess you it would wasn't. Say. It wasn't until uh, Shayna actually. I think it's gonna gear up into it. Shayna revitalized it a little bit. Shayna did. Shayna did. Uh, she she's two time, you know, submission queen. I gotta give a props to Shayna. I think she's like probably the best NXT Women's Champion. I I, I know it's debatable, but she's like might be my favorite personally. Yeah. Um. Outside of having two women's matches, we oh, had wait, two she... niggas of two niggas. Wrestling, Leo had a match, and Swerve and Roddy had a match. They put on a fucking yeah. banger, dog. They did. Roddy and Swerve put on a fucking banger, dog. As we knew they would, as we knew they would. I like, um, I liked it, man. I, and I think that I like that they're giving Swerve that 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 showing on USA. You know, uh, he had a dark match when we were down at NXT, and then they uh, gave he him killed the- it. He had the crowd going and. You know, we make our voices here heard, and he's now on the on television. For and NXT. the package that a, they did for him was nuts too. I don't know if you saw the he had a promo backstage. House? He had a package. That, they yeah. see something in him, as we've all seen him, seen something in him since MLW days. I'm really curious to see where Swerve takes things in NXT. He could be NXT champion by this time next year. I saw, I see it personally. Yeah, that actually... I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't keep him limited to, to, to the cruiserweight division. I personally wouldn't. No, have I wouldn't. Him. I wouldn't. Honestly, yeah. I think he can put on some weight, and I think that he can be a Cedric Alexander to where he can utilize his advantages to with his aerial and his ground game to where he can be someone that makes a, a, a impact in the in a in a division higher. You know what I mean? Like. Absolutely. He can be a dope intercontinental United States champion for Absolutely. sure uh, on his way to being a WWE champion. And what's one thing I'm noticing about USA NXT, they're bringing people from, from 205 Live, which they might be canceling later down the line. They're bringing people from NXT UK uh, with Rhea Ripley and Walter. Speaking of Walter, I think that he had a great match with Kushida. Um, I, they, they made it that night. I think that... Walter has a whole persona to his own self that you can immediately recognize. He's an intimidation kind of dictator-looking kind of dude. Um, he had a good match with with, uh, with uh, what's his name? Chima. I'm not. Oh my gosh, Chima. Wow. Wow. What am I doing? I'm sorry. Koshida, man. Koshida. Wow. I get, I get the name mixed up. Koshida. My uh, thing was, I think it was Koshida's best match at NXT. It, it was Koshida it, so it far. It was Koshida's best match. But as you said, everything about Walter, that match didn't indicate it. So therefore, right. it makes it no... The match didn't, but his entrance does. <laughs> yeah, but that, when you talk about a package, like the package uh, should be imposed. Like, Walter definitely should be superimposed, especially superimposing, especially to a guy like Koshida who came from New Japan, who wrestled mainly juniors. You feel me? Like... Now, granted, if you want to build a baby face, if you want to build Koshida as someone that never dies or whatever the case may be, you want Koshida to get some of his shit in, that's fine. But to have a psychological battle with Walter, grounding him and stuff like that, like, nah, man, Walter should have swatted that little nigga out like a gnat, caught her a night, and posed with his niggas. I think they see something in, uh, in Koshida. But one, I think that's his first loss, right? Yes. 
right. All right. Yeah, I think they see something in him, and hopefully going down the line, this takes on a form where uh, Walter competes for the NXT Championship because I would like to see him go down. Uh, but we still got time to build Walter as his force. And I think we've seen him in NXT UK. Now we're first seeing him on USA. Maybe it might not have been the best showing of his talents and what we want from Walter. Exactly. But I thought it was the match. Um, I I think it was a pretty decent match. Um, I, I I I like I said, it was Kushida's best match. It wasn't Walter's, and it didn't do Walter necessarily a lot of favors. Now, now Walter and Pete Dunne, it's different. When Walter, I don't see Pete Dunne and Kushida in the same vein. I guess okay. maybe because I've had a lot more um, character development with Pete Dunne. Like I kind of like You're maybe really I'm familiar with Pete Dunne for sure. But again, Pete Dunne was never a cruiserweight. He was the bruiserweight. He was never a cruiserweight. He was never packaged as someone smaller than. When you come from a position where you wrestle juniors, you're smaller than. You know what I mean? That's the whole big thing with um, the, the Young Bucks, where they were a junior tag team, and they had to bump themselves up to be a heavyweight. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of that stuff kind of legit matters. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Brock Lesnar and Kofi, that's the reason why there's weight classes. If that match happened in real life in an octagon, it would end in eight seconds. I can probably guarantee it. You know what I mean? Like that. It, you know, so it, don't 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 sleep on Kobe. The, op, the optics of a lot. You know what I mean? Matter, dog. It's the optics, man, and and, and that's you're right. It's the optics. It, it, it matters in terms of presenting a match. But however, NXT is a more product for the wrestling fan. So I think that wrestling fans want to see a wrestling match. Rather than, hey, just Walter beating somebody down in the main event. And we did see a wrestling match. Yeah, we did. So, uh, uh, if it was on on Raw, I would be like, okay, maybe that was too long. If it was on Raw, maybe I'd be like, okay, maybe Walter should have just destroyed him. But it's on NXT. And NXT, that was was a cool match. So, with that being said, moving on to Friday. I know we touched on Friday a lot um, today. Uh, was you didn't even watch Friday Night SmackDown? Yeah, uh, I was here at the wedding. Well, what, I mean, so, honestly, do do I mean we covered most of the high spots of it? You know what I mean? Was is there anything that you want to ask you know about the show? Because you know more high spots than me because I haven't got a chance to watch it full back. Um, but we covered Bailey, uh, right? Did we cover? Yeah, we covered Bailey. Uh, we covered Cain Velasquez. We covered Crown Jewel. Uh, we covered Bray. Uh, we didn't cover the draft picks. Now, can you run down the draft picks for me? Uh, the draft picks were on. Uh, actually, the draft picks were actually posted on WWE.com. They literally posted that they leaked their own draft picks and drafted in order. That's ridiculous. Yep. WWE so lazy right now when exactly. it comes to. Actually, making what you advertise uh, live up to what you advertise <laughs> right now. But yeah, the draft, uh, they, they plugged the shit out of this. People were saying, okay, who would you draft first? They had Fox Sports analysts are there. They had, um, you know, people talking about backstage, who would you, who Roman, would you draft first? Roman, Roman they made a big is, deal about this, and then they posted a lie. What the fuck? Yeah, Roman and Seth had a match for the first pick. Um, and then it was a no contest because Bray interfered. And then uh, the first pick with the Raw, and they drafted Becky Lynch. So um, that 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 was it. Okay. That was it. Um, after that, they pretty much just drafted the rest of the show, 
exactly what was posted. Next was Roman Reigns to SmackDown. Uh, for every two, for every, um, I think every round Raw had an extra pick because SmackDown got two hours and Raw got three hours. So every round Raw got three picks, SmackDown got two. Okay. So who else is on SmackDown? We got you said you got Roman there, and you got Becky on Raw. Oh, you wanted me to pull up the list? I just yeah, just real quick run it down. Uh, you, I'm uh, trying to pull okay. it up right now myself too. Uh, if I can find uh, it. All right. Oh, we got Becky Lynch and o, the OC, AJ Styles and the Good Brothers went to SmackDown. Uh, I mean, no, no. The OC and Good Brothers went to Raw. Yeah. yeah Roman, Roman went to SmackDown. Becky Lynch is on Raw. You have The Fiend on SmackDown. So we might get, like you said, Roman and The Fiend. Uh, Drew McIntyre got drafted to Raw. Well, if he comes back, he should be getting a, uh, a run, please. Uh, Randy Orton's on Raw. Uh, Sasha Banks on SmackDown. You got Ricochet on Raw. Got Braun Strowman on SmackDown now. Bobby uh, Lashley's a Raw act. Who's listening to our show? Go online, nigga. Alexa Bliss is on Raw. Kevin Owens is on Raw. Natalia's on Raw. Lacey Evans on SmackDown. Revival on SmackDown. Viking Raiders on Raw. Nikki Cross is on Raw. Street Profits on Raw. Jalen's party on SmackDown, Heavy Machinery on SmackDown. Speaking of Street Free Profits, they're finally officially called up. Do you think that's, that they're going to get a match on Raw now? Um, they should get a match. Um, hopefully, maybe their first match should be at Crown Jewel. Okay. Uh, yes. Don't 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 put that match on Crown Jewel. Man. I, I put the first match on Raw. Right? I'm there, Uh, but yes. Uh, moving forward. Let's go to Book and Black. Yeah, the, uh, this uh, Book and Black. Who do we say was going to be at Book and Black for the week? Chris Bay. Yes. Uh, so at the end of Friday Night SmackDown, um, we had 205 Live being taped. And 205 Live cons- uh, had a match of, of um, Div- Ari Devar. Devari, whatever his name is. Aria Devari. Aria Devari. Uh, he had a match with Chris Bay, man. Chris Bay. Who's an independent now, worker out here doing his thing? We got a, we got his, um, we got our first taste of him through the Black Wrestling, uh, two fifty. Um, yeah. And you know we've been kind of following him, or you know kind of been tracking him and following. And with him being in WWE this past Friday, within the last thirty days or the last month, he's wrestled in three major promotions: Impact, RH, and WWE. Shout out to Chris Bay, getting that working. So, what, what out of the work that you've seen, or the, the personality and the work that you know of, that we don't have a deep dive, what do you, what would be his best bet for him to continuously work the indies? Or I think Chris Bay has uh, real talent, bro. And I think that he's a hard worker. I've seen him in, uh, I mean, I, I don't know him personally, obviously, but what, as far as when he posts his training videos of him in the ring, going through all the flips and um, transitions that he does in the ring and just training, that's the kind of like shit I like to see in my wrestlers, the guys that take it seriously and are in the gym training um, and putting the work in. As far as where he uh, can go, I think he should, I mean, he's already worked with WWE, so he should get a job with WWE. If not, 
go to AEW and be their main event black dude because honestly I feel like he has the potential and now I haven't seen his his mic work I don't know how he works on the mic but he does have an image and he is good in the ring and I like and, you know so as far as how he presents himself on the mic that's the only thing I have left to, left to see about Chris Bay but as far as his movements in the ring and his sharpness I do think that he is using the same move as Swerve however yes the hezzy uh, kick yeah. yeah, the heavy kick. He used so, the heavy kick. Yeah, so I mean, if he does come to WWE, you gotta find something else, bro. Because I, I swear, I got that a lot. Um, but uh, he's 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 a creative dude, and he and he's working hard, and he just he's just a good athlete. He's just, he's just an athlete. So I would love to see him on uh, in NXT one day. Um, yeah, I think actually him and Chris Bay will be uh, Chris Bay and Swerve will be a dope match. Chris Bay and Leo Rush would be a good match. Like I think that he will be able to have. Uh oh. Uh oh. Hey 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 hey. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Are we okay? You okay. What's up, CJ? You good? Yeah. Okay. Like the whole world room stops. <laughs> okay. Alright, with that being said, I guess <laughs> that CJ telling me to wrap this thing up, yeah. man. <laughs> Alright, man. Uh did we did we did we did we capture everything that we wanted to talk about? It'll be remiss it'll be remiss not to quickly mention H O G Master P. He has now started a company, uh, uh, House of Glory. Well, oh, he, bought, not started, he, he bought it. He bought, he bought it. House yeah. of, House of Master Glory Wrestling. P bought House of Glory Wrestling out there based in New York um, that has featured, honestly, a lot of all the tag team that we talk about. We talk about the Young Bucks. We talk about Private Party. We talk about LAX, Santino Ortiz. We talk about Pentagon Phoenix. HOG uh, is the house of tag team wrestling. That's where all of their... Uh, tag team. That's where the beginning of this summer of crazy run starts for most of these tag teams. So uh, Westside Gun was just out there. Rikishi was just out there. Mick Foley was just out there. Uh, they got a huge kind of like culture underground following. So to have Master P behind it, uh, listen, man, that's the that's the ice cream man. So that's if the anybody, culture, man. anybody got some just, money to put behind it, is, that's that him. Is one for the culture, man. And- it shows that wrestling is still alive. Wrestling is back, and people are noticing. And Master P has, uh, yo, he's an icon. He's a, he's an icon in, in in our in our culture. So to see what he his take on wrestling is, or or what he does as a, as a businessman for House of Glory, I'm really curious to see. I don't know where how far it could go. Like, I don't know how much money he's putting behind behind this, but I'm curious. I saw. I know. I know. I want to see it. I'm, I'm definitely definitely um, intrigued on what they're gonna do with that. Um, I'll be for sure keeping an eye out with that, just like I keep an eye out for Impact. Um, trying to make sure that they do stuff um, that I'm able to access. But now in this digital age, we don't have to tape collect. We don't have to, you know, we don't have to, uh, you know, you know, pay forty nine ninety nine. We can just pay for a VOD. We can pay a seven dollar prescription, five dollar prescription, ten dollar prescription, subscription, whatever. To watch these wrestlings So like I'm interested to see How it would be available For me to see The changes made To the company Alright Alright man I am about to spend the rest Spend the rest of the night Kissing my baby man With editing this show 
getting thank it thrown you for, up. Thank you for thank you for uh, yeah. coming yeah. reaching us real solid. I thank you for listening uh, and thanks Chris for making it to the show tonight. Oh uh, yeah, thank you. And everybody that heard me, everybody that hears stuff in the background, it's just you know life catching up to us. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I'll I'll try to trim the end up of it. Try to see if we can kill some of it noise and then we'll get it up as things change other things stay the same like ohio lottery scratch-offs from small tickets to big tickets from bright colors to flashy themes there's something for everyone big wins make big stories but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes.